Hello, we are live for another episode of Wrestling with Jonas, episode 249. 249, where has the time gone? Uh, and if you stay to the end of this episode, I will give you an exclusive glimpse into who my, uh, who my 250th guest uh, for episode 250 is going to be next week. So stay to the end of this interview and you will not be disappointed. But today I've got two awesome guests uh, one of the uh, most devastating tag teams on the UK scene right now. Uh, none other than Big Hoss Rogan, uh, Wrecking Ball Reese, Reese and Rogan. Um, how are you doing, gentlemen? Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having us, man. That intro was sick. Yeah, thanks for having us. It took a while, but we got there with dates and work and things like that. <sighs> this is it. This is it. And uh, it's, it's been six months in the planning. Uh, <laughs> I think we've had to kind of reschedule the date a couple of times, but we are here and looking there. forward to this one. But uh, for anybody watching at home live, if you want to send in questions for Reese and Rogue, you can do. Uh, ping them through to us using your chosen device. And we do our very best, best to bring them up on screen and to answer every single one live on air. Uh, but but first of all, I've got to speak to you guys and say thank you for coming on the show. It's a uh, pleasure to speak, speak to you both. But 2022, it's been a, a pretty much of a, a great year for you, a banger of a year so far. Um, when enough. you kind of think about what you've done, what you've achieved so far in 2022, or maybe kind of for the last year or so since wrestling came back last summer, um, have you kind of got a pinch yourself to think, well, you know, I've, I've performed for so many different cool uh, groups out there and done so much, but it's been a good 12 months, hasn't it, for you guys? It's, yeah. it's, it's been a crazy, since wrestling came back, um, we had so many goals, but we didn't know what wrestling was going to be like. We didn't know if there was even going to be a scene left. Yeah, I don't think anyone knew what British wrestling would be like after like COVID and yeah. restrictions getting lifted. What would wrestling look like in the future? I was just so grateful to like, be back and wrestling again. Like, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone was getting in insane shape as well. Everyone was going out and just training their ass off during lockdown. Everyone got like incredible shape. Yeah, yeah, and. We started training during like when it just came back, and we both suffered like injuries like straight away due to really, yeah. And it was crazy, it was over something so simple like an insiguri shoulder gone. Reese did his I took an arm ringer with a flip bump and I landed on my heel and broke my ankle again. (laughs) And that was that was before your official return in 2021. Always bump with your feet flat. (laughs) Good lesson, that good lesson. But Bobby, during during lockdown, obviously you 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 had time to reflect on your career up to date, uh, you know, up to that point, and uh, think about how you wanted to return, how you wanted to be positioned. Um, did you make any any conscious changes um, regarding your mindset about pro wrestling, or how you wanted to be presented or pre- perceived upon your return? Um, I think the major thing that we changed was like branding. We looked at ourselves more of like a brand and um, mm. while everyone was thinking of say moves or stuff they wanted to try we created like a website we created um the, the t-shirts we created uh, reaching out to people differently the way we approached promoters differently and um, we looked at ourselves more as a brand and we wanted to change our look so yeah yeah we started wearing the trousers and the jerseys um and we did come back with the singlets and we got brand new well, we, before lockdown now what like the high waist shorts and i was yeah. like i oh, would not look like because we obviously look the same i was like i oh, we need to dress exactly the same so i got a singlet and we both wore the singlets and like look we had our name down the back so people could see who 
was recently was Rogan. Yeah. yeah like Rogan said we went to the Jazz in the trousers. We um, we went for Odyssey on one of their their charity shows. Like it was our debut for Odyssey, and we had a C match, and we got the trousers and the Jazz is just for that match. Like we use it for that match. Any other like hardcore match, something that we have, we'll wear those. But it ended up, oh, I really like those. He got the jerseys with you this week. He got the jerseys. Wear them jerseys. <laughs> that's how, yeah. Jerseys and shorts. Because, um, trousers, sorry. Because we're like massive Dudley Boys marks, like we're just obsessed with Dudley Boys. Yeah. The idea came from the Dudley Boys, the jerseys and the trousers tucked into the boots. And it just became one of them things where, like we said, more places we went, people were saying, hey, it's a different look. Yeah. You, look you look different to everyone else. Everyone's wearing a singlet. And it just became... I feel more natural in it now. Yeah, I, I so do I. I can't imagine going back to the singlet now. I, I would feel, I feel weird in it now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to touch on your your gear a bit later on. Some of your moves, including uh, um, the uh, the the 3D or the Dudley Death Drop, whatever they call it. But we'll touch on that a bit later on. But uh, I mean, one of the big milestones for you this year has to be ICW. And I know that you've been on a couple of their tapings. You've had a couple of matches. You've done a, a, a quite intense backstage promo. Um, kind of laid out your intentions to you know move onwards and upwards through the ICW tag team ranks. But that was pretty. What, how were you first approached uh, to be part of them tapings? Because that's a pretty big deal. Obviously, ICW are on the WWE Network and, you know, got some of the best performers uh, north of the border and a lot of the top UK talent going over there as well, including you guys. So tell us how you got involved with ICW. It happens so fast. Mm. Like, I wish, like, it's, it's crazy. I wish that there was, like, a, a big build-up or, like, a kind of, a, like, a cool story. But it kind of just happened like so fastly and out of the blue. And it goes back to building a brand. Supposedly during lockdown and coming out of lockdown and the stuff we did, supposedly they saw our stuff and they saw the stuff we was doing. And there was certain talents over there that we have been acquainted with during our journey that have been keeping like tabs on us. And a spot came up for a tag team. And supposedly because we have built a brand and because we have been doing so much and trying to stay busy as possible and get our names out there and reach as many different people our names came up and we traveled with a few of the talents like martin yeah. kirby it was a great learning experience to travel with martin great just talent. to pick martin's brain in the car journey there how he thinks about wrestling and things like, like martin is one of the really good guys like he's he's so good so knowledgeable like he's just got a great wrestling mind and so funny Underrated sense of humour. <laughs> I've only spoken to Martin a couple of times, and uh, yeah, he's a really cool dude. He's always been nice to me, anyway. Um, but but I mean, you've had a couple of good experiences, a um, couple of matches as well, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's early days with ICW, but um, you must be pretty happy with how you've been received, how the matches have gone, um, and uh, like I say, I, I think the ICW tag team roster could do with a, a tag team like yourselves. Yeah, they, they, they give us the ball and yeah. they give us an opportunity. And I I would like to believe that we did the best to our abilities. Um, like the promo, for example, um, you were both not exactly known to do promos. <laughs> and that was sprung on us like very last minute. And the the emotion you see in the promo and the, the anger, that's, that's us being real. Yes. That's our real emotion. We haven't drove five hours just to... Hey, let's do 
A and B. Yeah. We're here to show exactly what we can do. And I would like to believe we brought the emotion in the ring as well as the promo. And hopefully we have left uh, a good impression. And we was professional. Yeah, like it, was, it was really good, like, working for us. So we were getting that experience of being on, like, the WWE Network, working yeah. to, like, cameras and things like that. It's not a lot of places you get to do that anymore. There we yeah. go, yeah. Like, like, like Rogan said, it was just a case of, hey, it happened so quick and we kind of had to pinch ourselves. Is this really happening? And, like, yeah, I wish it... I'm really grateful that it happened, but I wish it could have slowed down a bit so we could take it all in and just, like, yeah, like, be, yeah, take it all more in a little bit better and... Because but but thing, we're all keeping our fingers crossed that there's kind of more ICW tapings for you guys uh, around the corner. Um, but um, uh, Re uh, Rogan, I think you were going to say something. Yeah, it's just uh, that how it goes so fast and how it almost doesn't feel real is could you go back to your real job the next day? Yeah. yeah. But when you're Sunday, all the way over there, filming for the Degree Network and you're living this dream and then Monday you're in a warehouse for eight hours it's kind of like back to reality and it's wrestling moves so fast because you're doing so much it's kind of like right what's like what's happening next and there's we've had a lot of memories and done a lot of stuff but it is crazy i wish you could be in the moment and know you're in the moment but yeah it's, it was a fantastic experience and it's something that it'll be on the network for life yeah yeah it's very, very surreal. They can't take that away from you. You know, it's, it's one of them moments that, uh, like I say, even if it just it's just them two matches, and, and of course it was um, it was uh, these two teams here, wasn't it? Uh, is that the 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 young team and yes. Meat Wagon? Yeah. Uh, so those were the two teams. Really, really fun matches, by the uh, way. I loved them to bits. Uh, saw the return of uh, of Wee Man in the first match as well. Um, but to two really, really fun matches. I I think the fans reaction to you was exactly how it was meant to be you know obviously going out there the big uh brutish heels uh against their kind of beloved teams but um yeah I, I, what, what was the experience of being having them two matches in the asylum with the fans um in front of the cameras for icw uh was it quite a surreal experience both very different matches and um, the first one the young team are just starting out so they're still finding who they are as a team. And as you say, this was Wee Man's return. Yeah. So the the focus was very much on them and building them up. And it was great to um, show what we could do while trying to highlight them. And uh, while the second match, we have versed Meat Wagon or Synergy so many times, we know exactly what what they... We, what know, each, we know what each of us going to do before we even... Before the other pair's even thinking about it. Like yeah, it's like getting that getting that chemistry with a team is just so good, and it'd be on the WWE network, and yeah, like it is it is very surreal, like working at ICW. Like, the the match with the meat wagon, like our direction was intensity, and we brought that. We showed them like, hey, look, we we can hit hard, we can get hit hard, and the match. Looking back. Uh, we're proud of it. We really are proud of it. And like going back to working cameras, you have to know where your cameras are. You have to hit cues. And it's just a fantastic learning experience, an experience that you can't get necessarily at every single promotion because you are just working like a, a roaming cam where on the ICW you have so many cameras and you have to hit all of them. It's 
it's and it's so important as well to hit them time cues. Yeah. The ref can't tell you there's five minutes left, and you go over another five extra because yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, what, um, time is like one of the one of the hard things. It's yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about their champions now. Then um, you got uh, Bonesaw and Corvin, uh, kings of the north. Um, a formidable tag team, uh, won championships all over the north and northwest of the UK. Uh, have you faced those two before? And I'm guessing that if you were to have more uh, more uh, matches in ICW, one of them would you'd love to face the Kings of the North, I'm sure. We haven't faced the Kings of the North yet. It's a match I would personally very much like. Yeah, the two yeah. big hard hitting bruisers. Uh, the match you can already tell what it would be before it happens, it's going to be snug. It's yeah. going to be nasty. And I think it's a match that hopefully, fingers crossed, will happen at some point, somewhere. Two tag teams, big lads, making names for themselves. <clears throat> it feels pretty inevitable. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's bound to happen at some point. I like, like Rogan said, I really hope it does happen. Whether it's ICW, whether it's not ICW, like working Kings North would be a really good learning experience. So if they're really experienced guys, we're still learning as we go along. And like Rogan said, Two tag teams who were just going to hit each other hard. They've been around for years and we've seen their stuff. How how can you not? I imagine every tag team in this country has seen their stuff. Yeah. And there's a reason. It's because they're both class. They're both really, really good at what they do. And hopefully we will get the opportunity to share the ring with them one time and learn from them in the ring. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. That'd be phenomenal. But you would think if, you know, you're you're the type of uh, tag team, Reese and Rogan, that kind of fits ICW really, really well. And uh, I'd say, if, if they want to do that tag division any justice, they've got to put that match together. <laughs> it's got to happen. It's got to happen. But um, we've had a well, few people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've got to We've had a few people reach out already, and uh, although this uh, won't have his name on it, I know uh, Kurt Johansson, uh, commentator for Odyssey Pro and good friend of yours and mine, has been in touch to say, yeah, the lads. Um, and uh, we've got uh, the Call Up podcast. He says uh, some good matches. Uh, obviously, they've seen your matches on uh, ICW. Um, and um, this one is another Facebook user. Let's see if I can find their name. Ah, Scott Graham Bell. Um Sorry, this, this one is actually from Kurt. The boys, uh, they've been killing it. And it was Scott Graham Bell who sent uh, the lads. So we've got a few people watching us. Thank you for watching. And continue sending in your comments. Continue sending in uh, your questions for the boys, Reese and Rogan. Um, but, but guys, I need to ask you about um, when, when did you first come across one another? When did you first find out about one another? When did you first start training with one another before the team uh, got brought together? Um, how long have you known each other for? Um, so basically, we both started training at NGW. Rogan trained like quite a lot of years ago, but then he, he stopped wrestling for whatever reason. And yeah, I was training at NGW back in like I want to say like 2015 ish, something like that. And I'd moved up to advance, I was starting on shows, and I was a wrestler 101. I didn't really have a character, didn't really have a gimmick or anything like that. I was just like still like learning. And then Rogan got moved up to advance with me as well. <laughs> And yeah, we started doing a lot of bits in training and obviously we look alike. People made the joke as, hey, you guys should be a tag team. And it was a case of the, the promoter, Rich, was like, as as a joke, he was like, right, I'm not booking either of you guys unless you are a tag team. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, it very much became, it, it became almost like a running joke at this point. Like, we looked alike and not to knock Reese, but we he wasn't necessarily finding his footing yet Jeez, man. 
<laughs> he he wasn't um he was still finding himself oh massively yeah and he gave reese something to do and i don't think anyone had any idea how it how it would work or if it would work no but straight away straight away like the fact we look like it sells itself and those first few matches there was very finding footing yeah very clunky, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, but it helps that we are both like tag team wrestling fans. Like we're big match for the Dudley Boys, we're like the Rockers, the Hollywood Blondes, the Brain Busters. See, I've watched them growing up, and so has Rogan. And like I said, it helps liking tag team wrestling, understanding tag team wrestling. Yeah. And yeah, here we are now. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously you went into your, your wrestling training with the intention of being singles, guys. And then when you were paired together, obviously a lot of people thought you looked together. Let's get them together as a tag team. Was there a bit of a, a, a mindset shift in terms of, well, I don't want to be a tag team wrestler and then having to get used to that thought um, and then eventually kind of building that connection, that relationship between the two of you when originally you wanted to be single stars? Um, for me, I would I would say um, not not really. No, I was I was as a trainee. When you're training and it takes so long to train, and when you're training at a school like NGW that is so like professional, and you have a, a trainer like Nathan Cruz and Matt Myers, who aren't just going to put anyone on a show. Mm. They want the best workers on their show representing them. You're not going to get on a show easily. You have to work for it. And when you're working and working in training and trying so hard to get on a show, when you get that opportunity, you're not thinking, oh, no, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to be a tag team wrestler. When that opportunity came up for us to train and be a team together, we, we grabbed it with both hands. We were like, this is an opportunity. We aren't going to let this opportunity pass. And we grabbed it with both hands. Like we say, it took, I don't know, maybe a year to officially find ourselves and move yeah. as a unit but now the mindset now is 100 changed everyone yeah. wants to be the world champion the tag team champions for us for any promotion that is the world title it's it's one title mm. and we, we work as one we move as one and that's what tag team wrestling is it's a bookend it's two ends of a book and 100 now i cannot imagine being singles I had a singles match over the weekend and he's kind of like reaching out for Reese and it's like, where's Reese? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what were some of the challenges in that first year then where you were finding your feet and developing the partnership? Um, <clears throat> did, did things start to click fairly soon on or did, did they take pretty much that full year for you to really kind of develop that tag team, uh, I don't know, feel between the two, that relationship? Well. It, it definitely took time because you have to <clears throat> as one. You have to move as one. Where those early matches, it was here's Reese doing his bit, here's Rogan doing his bit. Right. How can you combine them together? How can you not outshine each other? How can you both shine together as one? And back then, you was thinking so much like, what can we do? You're studying these other tag teams and taking from other tag teams and Nowadays, we're thinking of our own stuff. Nowadays, I know what Reese is thinking just by the facial expression or by the way he picks up someone. I know what move Reese is setting up. And those early days, oh, it was it was difficult. It, it was difficult. It was really hard work. You've got to get that chemistry with each other. Yes. Like, I've got the chemistry. It's really hard. Like, 
these it's really hard working guys who aren't a tag team and they go oh so what am i going to do for my shine it's like no guys you're a tag team shine up together it's yeah, it's, it's, it's really difficult working them guys who are still singles guys who have been put together who haven't got the chemistry. Like, to be a good tag team, you need your chemistry, you need your tag team moves, you need tag team spots. You need to think as a tag team, not as two singles guys who have been put together in a team. Yeah, absolutely. And then, as you said earlier, you've been working hard on your brand. Uh, like I say, it's so much more than just just moves for you. you. You've got the look, you've got the gear. You're pretty much developing the whole package uh, and your promos are pretty good as well. But uh, before we continue, I do have to throw a sponsor's plug uh, to the incredible sponsors of this podcast, uh, none other than 1310 Apparel, um, who sponsor the Wrestling with Jonas podcast and the Jonas Podcaster Network, who uh, are the home or is the home to over 50 plus wrestling podcasts and YouTube channels from all over the world. Go and check out all that fantastic content over at wrestlingwithjohnners.com. But if you check out 1310 store over at WrestleMerch Central, you can see their fantastic range of t-shirts from hoodies, t-shirts, tops, beanies, caps, uh, including their hardcore range, their lucha range of shirts, tops and beanies, and not forgetting their more traditional 1310 <coughs> and Four Corners apparel. And if you head over to their 1310, their WrestleMerch Central store today, you will see the exclusive Heidi Katrina 1310 design, which is out and available now. And as a viewer and a listener to the Wrestling With Jonas podcast, you can take advantage of our deal with 1310 Apparel over on their WrestleMerch Central store, and you can get yourself 10% discount simply by using the discount code 1310WMC. So once again, at checkout, once you've chosen all of that wonderful swag, don't forget to use the discount code 1310WMC and save yourself a 10% discount uh, as a no-brainer right there. Uh, but guys, it's back over to us. And uh, you mentioned earlier about the, the, the total package, the look. These are the, the tops that you kind of regularly uh, kind of sport, part of your gear uh, when you're out and about around the country. Um, very, very reminiscent to one of my favorite tag teams from the 1990s, the Nasty Boys. Now, I'm sure I'm probably not the first person to draw that comparison. Um, but did you have the Nasty Boys in mind? Or what give us the kind of influence behind your gear and behind those tops in particular? Because they're, they're pretty good and a, a decent throwback to, like I say, some of the tag teams of the past. It was it was definitely a nasty boys nod. And when yeah. we were getting them made and the original idea was thrown about, our main concern was no one's gonna get it, especially nowadays. Who's thinking of the nasty boys? No one's gonna everyone's just gonna think we're really bad at paintballing. <laughs> no one's but luckily people straight away got it. And sometimes when we walk into locker rooms now, it's not hey, here's Reese and Rogan. It's <laughs> hey, here's the nasties, or hey, it's the nasty boys. And it goes back to studying tag teams. Um, everyone's picking stuff from nowadays. And that's great. That, that's fantastic. But we're trying to make old new again. So we're watching the older tag teams and we're trying to find stuff they're doing and make it relevant again while making it also our own. So having nods to the Nasty Boys and the Dudleys, it's something where we're constantly doing. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm glad people are picking up on the Nasty Boys reference because the style is very similar. It, it's not clean cut. It is very nasty, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, it's smash mouth. It's, 
you know, brawling, uh, power-based wrestling. Um, but I absolutely love it. And like I say, it ties your it ties the team together, really. Um, but um, give us a, a glimpse into your, your wrestling fandom then. Uh, when did you both become wrestling fans? And uh, you mentioned earlier you've always been big tag team wrestling fans. But who were the, the big large of the life characters that you enjoyed watching back in the day then? For me, it was um, the late 90s now I became a wrestling fan of WrestleMania 17, as I did for a lot of people. Rock and Austin. Mm. Like, there's no, no favour to go in that. Like, the My Way promo <clears throat> just draws you in, makes you become a fan by itself. Yeah. And then the Rock and Austin match was unbelievable. Rock is a baby face, not a heel. There we go. <laughs> He's WrestleMania 19, a bit younger than me. Yeah, I see the Rock as a heel. <laughs> Playing his guitar and that, but yeah. Hollywood rock. Yeah, yeah, Hollywood rock. <laughs> uh, for yeah. me, it's, it, you probably, it's probably a bad name in wrestling nowadays, but uh, Kane, I I was a massive Kane fan. Um, obviously, his comments nowadays, but we won't go into that. Um, I was a massive horror fan growing up, and watching Kane come out with the mask and the fire, it was just larger than life. There was nothing like Kane on, on my TV, and that watching Kane with the fireworks and the mask, that's what made me wanting to continue watching wrestling was Kane. And then there was obviously guys like Edge, Lesnar, Guerrero. And there was nothing like wrestling on TV. Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, watching SmackDown. That was, that was my childhood. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And, uh, and like I say, you, you obviously fell in love with wrestling, decided that you wanted to pursue a career in wrestling yourself. Um, but uh, like I say, going back to, to tag team wrestling, I mean, I'm a huge tag team uh, wrestling fan. For anybody that's listened to this podcast for any more than five minutes will know that I love tag team wrestling. You know, what you can get out of a story with four good wrestlers in there, uh, the action, the, the possibilities in the ring, uh, the drama, the excitement. Um, what What is it about tag team wrestling and being in tag team matches that you guys enjoy um, you know, in particular? Well, a tag team match is a gimmick match, if you will. Like, mm. There's not just two guys in there. There's four guys and five if you count the ref. Like, just the way you can manipulate the ref and manipulate the good guys from the heels to cheat, draws the heating from the fans. Like, it's just it's just an art. Tag team wrestling, I find, is an art. Going back to the, the gimmick match idea, in a tag match, you're essentially watching something that you aren't seeing on mm. the rest of the card. You are seeing four, five guys moving as one. And it's, like you said, the rest of the card, you're watching one-on-one. -on -one. And this brings a different element to the match. And if one guy's off, it could throw everyone off. So tag team wrestling is, is, is difficult. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot harder than most people think, to be fair. Yeah, I don't think tag team wrestling is still to today with FTR tearing up and killing okay. it. Best tag team of today. Even with them killing it, tag team wrestling still probably isn't getting enough credit, I think. It's hard yeah, to yeah. fully appreciate tag team wrestling until you've tried it because everyone has to be on the same page. FT, FTI nowadays just prove that you don't need to do all the high spots to get the to get the fans behind you. Like they're just doing what they need to do as a tag team and that's drawing the fans in and like they're smashing out the minute. Yeah. It's really cool yeah. to watch. It's it's inspiring right now to see FTI move because I have been questioning is there a place for kick and punch guys now in wrestling? Is is it boring nowadays? 
And then you see these guys like FTR come along mm. and they're just killing it. They're making you care and they're not necessarily harming the bodies or damaging themselves, but you're still invested because they're using the mind and the psychology yeah. to working as one. And that psychology is bringing you in. You're invested. Just this yeah, Sunday yeah. night at the pay-per-view, that's his shoulder. <laughs> You're immediately invested. And again, that was six guys working as one. And from a from a worker's standpoint, that must have been that must have been a nightmare to try and put that together. But fair play to him. It's it's yeah. art. It's an artwork. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's one of the best tag matches I've seen in a long, long time. In AEW, they do tag wrestling very, very well. But as I said to your fair, and it's no secret as far as I'm concerned, I'm not a big fan of the the really, really fast paced tag wrestling. I'd say love them to bits, but I'd rather watch an FTR match than, than a Young Bucks match uh, because of, of the pace of the match. It's slow. You can invest in the storyline. Uh, you can kind of relate to the action that's going on in the ring a lot better as well. But um, you, you you kind of call yourself a bit of an old school throwback tag team a bit more of a, a brawling based team but i mean you, you've mentioned the dudley boys already um are, are there any other tag teams that you've taken bits from or who are influenced by from say i don't know the 70s the 80s the 90s where there were tag teams more similar to yourselves it's it's hard not to mention the brain busters yeah and um, <laughs> alan alan tully a lot of our oh, early God. stuff was taken from alan tully right um, I'll have to send you a video off air, but there's a lot of spots in those early days that we took yeah, yeah. from Arn and Tully. Because again, we're going back to there's not there's no one really doing it right now. There's no one doing that old school style and bringing it back. And it's trying to find how we can make also singles guys and make them tag. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, for example, is very smash mouth. If yeah. you think about it in the peak of his career, he was very punch and kick. So we'd watch guys like Steve and we would try and make his spots tag spots. Yeah, yeah. Weirdly, we do watch a lot of singles stuff and try and incorporate both of us into singles. Yeah, I watch like a lot of singles matches, a lot of guys who I, I like to watch. And you got it's got to think like think outside of the box. I'm like, this cutoff was cool. How could I involve Rogan in this? How could I involve the ref in this? How can I involve them two guys in this? Like, you just, yeah, you just got to be like, that's what I'm looking for. Having the word I want to use. I know, but what, you yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, you just yeah. got to, yeah, I can't think of the word it's gone. <clears throat> Reese, yeah, yeah. You, just got, you just got to use your brain and think, how can I make this spot have more guys in it, basically? Yeah, yeah. Reese is very much an ideas guy. Um, planning a match with this guy can be very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> So I bring the jigsaw, I bring the initial ideas, and then he somehow uses his brain and makes it 10 times better. So that's like behind the scenes of a Reese and Rogan match. Reese has the little details, if it will, that makes it 10 times better. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I hope you don't mind, but I was going through your, your Instagram in preparation for this, and um, there were some really, really old school kind of tag teams on there um, that you've obviously drawn some inspiration by. You've got, uh, is that Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen there, um, Harley Race and uh, Larry the Axe Hennig, and of course, one of my favourite tag teams in history, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and uh, Super Vader, Big Van Vader, 
the man they call Vader, call him what you will, but he was an absolute beast. Um, some some three great tag teams there that obviously, you know, they're not they're, they're not the kind of hundred mile an hour type of, of tag team, although Bam Bam and Vader, Vader could certainly move around that ring. But certainly three classic tag teams, uh, probably from three different eras as well, that you can draw inspiration from. And obviously, you know, you've you've drawn some uh, some inspiration from over the years as well. Going back to Larry and Harley. They was only yeah. team together because they look alike. They was paired together because the promoter thought they looked like brothers. And that is straight away just resonated with us. And yeah. Harley's autobiography and reading Harley's interviews, again, I, I do a knee drop. I mean, I wrestle, I do like a high knee. And I, we steal so much from Harley. Harley was so good, man. Big Harley Race fan. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and uh, we've had a few other people get in touch with us during the course of this interview. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Let's have a look. Um, so, watching via YouTube, uh, do video games. Uh, did you have a good time at, at ICW? I think we've already answered that, but uh, I think on the whole, the answer would be you had a, you had an absolute blast at ICW. Would you agree? Yeah, it was great. Like I say, it was so good being on the WWE Network. It was just a really good learning experience. Like I really enjoyed my time there. I hope to. I hope it's go back again. Yeah, ultimately it was the learning experience that we took from it, and it's it's a learning experience we're going to take everywhere now. The way we look at cameras, the way we talk about timing, we learned a lot. We might have only had two matches, but we was given an opportunity, and <clears throat> I believe we ultimately took a lot from it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I want to talk to you about some of your moves now because I I introduced you as, as one of the most devastating tag teams on the UK scene. And anybody that's watched more than five minutes of your matches would agree. Um, but to me, some of the some of the moves we've got one of your kind of trademark moves is your kind of pop up double. What how would you describe that? A double spine buster, I suppose. Um, yeah. Which looks amazing. We call this the Yorkshire Reckoning, and going back to taking from other tag teams. This is actually the APA's finish. Of course Brad it Star is. And Farouk. <laughs> and I think um, Wire Resistance did a um, version of it as well. Yeah, yeah. People have picked up on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, go, go, go ahead, go ahead. The move is as high impact and it's visual. And the guy taking it is um, very much in control as well. But yeah. anyone in that room can see that. So no matter which seat you're on, if you're on the front row and in the back row, you can see that move. And that was very much the mindset behind it. We want everyone in that room to be able to relate. Everyone's falling over. Everyone's falling off the bike. Now imagine being picked up by two guys and thrown to the floor. Everyone yeah. can relate to falling over. It looks devastating. And uh, we mentioned it earlier, but um, the 3D is a move that you've um, borrowed from the Dudley Boys, huge fans of the Dudley Boys, as am I. Um, but uh, why did you decide to start using the, the the 3D? Because it is a devastating move. Once again, it's a very visual move as well. looks pretty awesome. Um, and I'm sure he won't mind, but there's uh, Nathan Cruz taking it uh, there from uh, not too long ago. But um, a pretty awesome move. And what was the decision behind kind of using that one? For me, there is no other move in tag wrestling that is probably more iconic than the 3D when it comes to tag team wrestling. And no matter where you do that in the country, on the planet, 
if you do a 3D, people are going to react. So it, as it's devastating, it can work as a, a, a villain. And if we're fan favorites, it's going to get a reaction because, it, again, it always gets a pop. Everyone loves a 3D. And, again, it's two guys working as one. Mm. We can yeah. do it for anyone, no matter the size. Anyone will be able to get picked up by this big guy. Like, the timing on the 3D has to be perfect. Like, you've got to be working as one to get that timing so right for it to look look at what it is, yeah? Yeah, I don't think people appreciate, like, how difficult 3D can be if someone's off. But, yeah, I, I believe we've mastered it now. And as a fan... It pops me doing it still. <laughs> I think that's why we're doing it, just to pop ourselves, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're big Dudley Marks, so what can we say? Absolutely. And I'm sure I saw a clip of you doing a, a 3D through a table, uh, an oddity show. Yeah. Um, am I right in thinking that? That was probably November last year. Uh, but tell us about that, because I think that was a, a TLC match. Um, and there were obviously tables, ladders, chairs. Um, but to doing a, a 3D through a table, um, another awesome visual. Um, and it, say, the crowd must have gone wild for that one. Yeah, it was a very, <laughs> very, very enjoyable match. We was in there with Synergy. Two guys who we've mentioned, fantastic. Can't rate them both enough. We was in there with Rick Marcus, who was a fantastic guy. And RPD, RPD, who is absolutely killing it at the moment. Yeah, he really he's is, yeah. And he's going to have a bright future. But yeah, we all came together and we pretty much just destroyed the venue. Um, <laughs> we went in with a mindset of just tearing it up, man. We we fought for the crowd. We had chairs, ladders, and the 3D for the table. It, it just popped us. And it, it's hard not to break character when you're doing that childhood memories. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, Rogan pretty much covered it. Like, TLC was insane, man. Like, it's one of them to tick off the bucket list. And 3 d someone for a table is another tick off the bucket list. Like, it was just, it was fun to do. And because our characters are such bruisers and we do very much do punch and kick, imagine putting a steel chair in our hands. It just makes it that much more devastating. <clears throat> and there was like a, a, a portion of the match where we are just swinging chairs, yeah, yeah. very much in control. So, yeah, if you're watching this and you want to put a chair in our hand, there you go. There you go. Oh, on Odyssey's pitch. <laughs> We've had a few more people reach out, and uh, uh, let's see. Fight Factory Wrestling UK have been in touch here, watching us uh, on YouTube. Uh, they, they say they're about 20 minutes behind the live feed, but they uh, love you guys uh, over at Fight Factory Wrestling. Uh, they need to be everywhere. So uh, we're going to talk more about that in a minute because uh, I, I'm of the same sentiment that they need to be uh, absolutely everywhere. But thank you so much for watching Fight Factory uh, Wrestling UK. And we've got uh, Scott Graham Bell sends us another question via Facebook. Uh, what is R&R's? favorite match to date uh, that they have been part of so we spoke about a fantastic tlc match you're part of uh, odyssey pro last year but uh, any other really really good standout matches that you've been a part of that you're really really proud of um especially since returning from lockdown last year for me the, for me there's a couple we had a match with um with synergy at tidal like because we're usually the punch and kick guys mm -hmm. this was kind of like different because we got the good reaction at Tidal because obviously it's from Manchester, we're from Hull. So it was kind of cool doing something different from punching kicks all the time. And we also had a match at um, BWI. It was a three-way tag match. We um, was against Crashport. It was also against Cruz and Myers, which was cool for us because obviously Cruz and Myers have trained us from day one. 
and just being in there with them and showing them that we can kind of hang with them and showing them how well we've come along and how well they've trained us was just a, a really cool moment. I've uh, pretty much nailed it on the head there. Been in the ring with Myers and Nathan and been in the ring with Crash, but four talented guys. And it was very much, can we hang? Mm. Can we go from students, from trainees to peers? And I believe, um, hopefully, we brought our own and we was able to prove to everyone that, yeah, we can hang. We're no longer trainees. We are standing shoulder to shoulder now. And that was a very good, very good moment. It was very mm. much moments. Uh, the ICW one with Meatwagon from a sentimental point of view. Anytime we're in the ring with them. So it was a, oh, it's a good match. And just been on the network. It's child yeah. dream, isn't it? And oh, going 100%. back to our first ever time, it doesn't get mentioned enough. But even though it was my first professional match, teaming with Reese, um, and my family been in the crowd, my grandparents was there. That was a very, very touching moment. Yeah, we got to wrestle um, Hull City Hall as well on one of the engineering main shows, which is which is really cool. Like one of the biggest venues in your hometown, wrestling for your family and friends. That was a really cool moment as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Some pretty cool moments, and of course. Like I say, you've won some championships. You've uh, walked away with some gold. I think that is the title tag team gold there and uh, Fight Factory Wrestling's tag team championships there as well. So you've had quite a bit of success. I think those two championships were won um, in the last 12 months or so. What, what does it mean to you as performers, as a team, when a company kind of trusts you and respects you and enjoys your work enough to, to put the gold on your shoulders? If someone's got much trust in you and they're putting the gold on you, it means that you're doing a really good job. Yeah. Like that's what we pride ourselves on every match we go in there to have. We want to do a good job. We want to make people proud. We want to make the company working for proud and happy with what we do. I say putting the gold on us is, some people say it's just a gimmick. Some people say this, that and the other. But you are the top of the tag team division if you got the gold. You get the World Championship, you're on the top of the singles, guys. But yeah, having that gold on you around your waist, on your shoulder, it's just like you're at the top like, there's no better feeling than than that, yeah? Yeah, for us, the Tag Team Championship is the World Championship. That is, for us, the height. And going to Fight Factory, they've been fantastic to us. Nothing yeah. but making us welcome. When we first went there, we was students of NGW and repping NGW. And now we're going as peers and we're going with a bit of experience. And we're now helping their students improve and get in the ring with their students and they've been nothing but nice to us and trusting us to be their tag team champions and we had a very lengthy run yeah yeah nothing but praise for fight factory and those belts are two of my favorite tag team designs yeah i i love them titles they are very nice belts they're pretty smart they are really really smart belts and the table one the table was very very surprising we had no idea we was winning no. that 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 took us by surprise as much as everyone in the crowd. I remember the reaction to the win. It was almost like a deafening silence. And we're like, oh, no, we've we've fucked it. We've, we've, <laughs> the match has gone wrong. Something's gone bad. But everyone was just in stunned, like, shock. They didn't expect us to end the title reign of the Lion Kings. It was a very enjoyable match. Yeah. And the really moment, it, it was almost like time stood still. 
and the referee Scott Bell, who is a close friend, like handed me the belt, and it, it didn't really set in. And I just kind of sat there in the middle of the ring holding the belt, and I'm like, "Is this is this real?" But yeah, doing it alongside someone who is my best friend, it, it was <clears throat> it's just surreal, man. That that was another cool moment as well. Like our first title wins, um, Scott raised our hands with the belts. So obviously, Scott's a very close friend of ours. We've trained with him for like years. Like that was a cool moment as well. Yeah, so absolutely. Good time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a bit about your your Wrestle Carnival experience then, because my first introduction to you guys, seeing you in the flesh, talking to you, having the the pleasure of chatting to you backstage was this past January. I think it was their their Carnival of Champions show where they were crowning their new singles champions, and you were there, um, and you were facing uh, Will Cruz and Powerhouse Blake, of course. Um, those two menacing individuals there. Now, like I say, I, I love a good tag tag match with four beefy guys knocking the hell out of one another and that's exactly what we got in that match i think um you guys destroyed more than one area uh of the, of the seats in uh, the the uh, kind of little venue there it was it was a really really fun match um you did suffer the loss unfortunately and i think rogan you you suffered a con concussion as well so the night wasn't great for you it wasn't a fantastic debut but what were your kind of takeaway moments from that match? And, you know, was there any kind of learnings coming away from that? Because obviously, you know, you suffered an injury, suffered a loss, um, but uh, you, you were a bit disappointed after the match. And were there reasons for that? You probably remember the match better than me. I, spent the, I don't really remember much of, the, of that day, to be fair. Because you got knocked silly, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And it was, it was no fault of anyone's more than... Just my own mistakes happen, and it's always the simple stuff. Um, going into the match, we was fan favourites, and it was a role that we were still learning. It's right. a role that we haven't yet perfected. We are still finding our feet in that role because we are two big bruisers. We don't naturally smile. Um, we are naturally villains, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But we are becoming more open to being fan favourites and more likeable. But going into that match, I think we was thinking more, how are we going to get these fans behind us who haven't really seen us before on our side against two guys who are very incredibly talented. Blake and Will are very good. And the crowd know they're very good. Mm. The crowd don't want to boo Will Cruz and Blake because they are so talented. So straight away, it was very much a battle to get people to believe in us. Um, I think the frustrations come more from, I wish the roles was reversed, maybe. And I believe the match could be really, really good. I would love to do it again. Both incredibly talented big guys. And I know the match would be able to be a banger. It just need to be, I don't know. I would not need to be concussed, probably. <laughs> not spending the night in hospital, I guess. Like Rogan said, Blake and um, Will both established guys at Cardo. I think we overfought it an awful lot as well. Like going into that, like like um, the role we haven't played played very much, like the baby face. Like I think we just overfought it, and yeah, like like uh, we would love to do it again, but long as like the roles were in there, <laughs> it'd be a really cool experience. Like just looking at us too, it'd be it's really hard to get cheered because we don't look like the guys who want to be cheered yeah. or the guys you can't invest in as good guys because the way we look, I think. Yeah. 
because a lot yeah. of stuff we do isn't very flashy. A lot of our moves, aside from the 3D, aren't really like well-known moves. The art is very much brutal, savage stuff. We aren't really wrestlers that the family is going to cheer for. Mm. It's very much for the dad who isn't a wrestling fan. He's probably going to appreciate it more than the kids. He's probably going to look up at his phone and go, oh, these guys are a bit snug, aren't they? These guys are taking a bit too mm. far, are they? But I don't know if the kids are necessarily going to care as much. But it was a great learning experience. And going from that match, we have added more flashy stuff. This guy now does cannonballs. Top rope <laughs> power bombs. <clears throat> flying headbutts. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to add more flash while trying to stay true to ourselves. But yeah, it's something we're learning and definitely yeah, improving. We're just, we're just trying to like add more value to our brand and like thingy to like different kind of fans, not just your dad who looks on his phone. We want to try and get involved with like appeal to the kids and the typical wrestling fans. So yeah, we are trying to like yeah build on that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and that's exactly why I asked, you know, what you took away from that experience and what, what you kind of learned from that experience. Because I'd say, considering how I don't know, how it ended, the injury, you were a little bit disappointed. I thought, oh, I bet them guys kind of, you know, mulled over that match for quite a while and thought, well, how can we move on from this? So that, that's exactly why I asked you. But um, um, yeah, you, I think you, we were more annoyed at ourselves than anything. Yeah. Just yeah. for thing. Like I say, Will and Blake were class, really cool guys. I said, we're just, we're just annoyed at ourselves. Yeah, well, hopefully that's not the last time we see you at uh, Wrestle Carnival sometime soon or anytime soon. Um, but you, you're predominantly based north of England. You've done a lot of uh, stuff, uh, mostly north, north of England, northwest. Um, but have you kind of got any plans to wrestle uh, more in the south of England um, so that you can kind of spread that brand um, and, and kind of the brand of Reese and Rogan about the country a little bit? And uh, are there countries kind of more, more southern that you'd more sorry more companies that you'd like to work for uh down in the south uh, we have been very impactful in markham wrestling for odyssey wrestling which yeah. is a long drive <laughs> long drive so by the time you get there you are in the mood for fighting anyway so <clears throat> it, it's a long drive um, Odyssey <laughs> have given us a lot of opportunity to shine big up to odyssey and um, learning from chris brooker and RPD has been there, seeing him traveling with Kurt Johnson and Scotty Rock, two guys who I wasn't really close with at the coming out of lockdown. But since coming out of lockdown and spending so long in a car with them two, I now call them really close friends. And that's the best thing about wrestling long distance is getting to know people more. But yeah, it's just spreading out our brand yeah. spreading out us and working more places i'm obviously more... going back to like working out south like you do a lot yeah. of work for progress some great tag teams on progress that 100%. i think we're pair it up with yeah like, you've, got you've got um the recent dan maloney were killing it you've got like Osh jim smoking aces yeah pretty well yeah, hundred percent. It, it would be nice to see, be nice to see you kind of down in the south a bit. But obviously, you know, there's a lot of travelling involved, and with uh, the price of petrol at the minute, it can't can't be easy to kind of get from place to place at the weekend. Um, we don't mind the travel, man. We don't mind the travel. 
<laughs> but, but I mean, let's have a look at some of your bookings over the next uh, month or so. Do you know where, where you're going to be over the next few weeks? So what sort of bookings? I mean, I've got a couple of slides coming up here. Um, this one here, which I think is the 2nd of July for Fight Factory again um, against uh, Perfect Tragedy 2.0. Is, is that the match that they've got set for that for that particular weekend? Uh, this weekend, this match yeah. in the morning. And then we have one on the evening against another tag team there. Both going to be completely different matches because we haven't done much in agenda stuff. So this right. is going to be an interesting clash of styles and the size difference. KD is their former world champion. Very, very talented guy. Always a pleasure to get in the ring with KD. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting, interesting match, this one. I believe we have dates for Tidal coming up within the next month or so. Maybe next month we have Evo and... BWR, I believe, as well. Yeah, I've got uh, this one. Who's that for? Fight Factory again oh, yeah, on yeah. the 29th. This this poster popped me. <laughs> they, this is a cool poster. This is why I wanted to display it. It's a cool poster. <laughs> I, two years ago, I wouldn't have understood this, but now I'm a father, and I yes. spend my time watching cartoons and stuff. Knowing it's Wreck-It Ralph, it, it just popped me. It popped me. Oh, 100%, 100%. Uh, but it looks like you're going to be busy, boys, certainly over this weekend with uh, two shows in one day. Um, but uh, continue doing what you're doing. I think, you, you, like I say, your brands, your intensity, your promos are awesome. Um, all the double team action, uh, like I say, the gear, it's really, really kind of developing that total package. Um, and if you haven't kind of seen much of Reese and Morgan, go and check them out, whether it be on Powered 4 TV or search them on YouTube, check out their socials. Uh, but before we ask you for your social plugs, um, I just want to kind of, as a bit of an exclusive, I said at the beginning of the podcast that so I was going to um, exclusively reveal who my guest for episode 250 is going to be, uh, which is going to be next, next Tuesday, as a matter of fact, next Tuesday, 8pm, I've got none other than uh, Casey, Mother of Chaos, coming on as my special guest for episode 250, former three-time ICW Women's Champion, former TNT Extreme Women's Champion, uh, one half of the uh, former TNT Tag Team Champions, along with Molly Spartan, and the longest ever EVE International Champion will be coming on to the Wrestling Majolis podcast as my special guest for a milestone episode, episode 250. So uh, not too bad, eh, guys? <laughs> Yeah. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Uh, but uh, oh, that one. Absolutely. That's going to be one to watch for sure. Um, a, a very, very kind of long history in the business and a very, very bright future ahead of her also. Can't wait to speak to uh, Casey next Tuesday at eight o'clock live on Wrestling With Jonas. But before we let you go, guys, um, your socials. Uh, so I warned you at the top of the podcast, I'll be asking you for your socials. But uh, where can my listeners, where can my viewers reach out to you, say hi, and learn more about Reese and Rogan on Insta, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or wherever they might be able to say hi? Yes, you can find us on Twitter at Big Horse Rogan and WB Reese. Yep. You can find us at Instagram under the same handles. And you can find our Facebook page under Reese and Rogan on Facebook where you'll see updates, new merchandise, and upcoming plans, stuff we haven't revealed yet because we can't reveal yet, but there's a lot of interesting stuff in the works. And I think you're going to be, I think you're going to enjoy what's coming up. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And like I say, as the guy said, uh, you've got all the socials running along the bottom of the screen there, uh, but obviously you can contact him for bookings using their uh, Twitter handles. Uh, but as you mentioned, Reese and Rogan, uh, is it .co.uk, your website? And a fantastic range of merch there, um, including this T-shirt here, which I am very interested in. So I'm going to, I think, uh, put my money where my mouth is and get one of those. That's a pretty cool design, um, 100%. Um, but guys, before we let you go, um, any, any quick shout outs? I know there's been a lot of people uh, within the business that have kind of helped and trained and influenced you um, and kind of made you the team that you are. But uh, any final shout outs to people that have been you know, special to you within the business that you want to give a bit of credit to now? Die doing this, you always miss someone off, don't you? Yeah, we're 100% going to miss someone off. Um, <laughs> big shout out to Matt Myers, Nathan Cruz, and Dara Diablo, three guys who very much took us under their wing very early on. And shout out to Jack Maxwell and Hardman Dan, two young trainees who are so hungry for opportunity, always jumping in the car with us and asking us where we're going. Just two guys to keep your eye on because. They're going to be big. Just want to thank as well, like any promoter who's had, who's um, trust us to bookers and wrestle for their company. Yeah, just like, we just appreciate like people believing in what we can do and things like that. Like it's two, two fat lads from Hull getting bookings all around the country. Like what more can you want? <clears throat> There you go. You're absolutely smashing it. I can't wait to see what the future has in store for you. Would love to see you get some bookings down south, but otherwise, whatever you do, wherever you're wrestling, uh, continue to smash it, uh, continue doing uh, what you're doing very, very uh, well at the moment. But uh, guys, I want to thank you so much for being great guests on this week's Wrestling with Johnners. I want to thank you as well, John. Thank you very much for having thank us on. Man. We appreciate yeah, take it. Take care, guys. You as well. Thank you. <laughs>